Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. At this point, do we even consider school shootings breaking news? I mean, seriously, it's Mark Aram here. Another school shooting, this one in uh, Colorado. The latest you heard from Edgar Trey gets there. Seven kids injured. I'm just numb to these now. Like, I get the push alerts on my phone from uh, Channel 2 and WSB Radio. It's like school shooting. And I, I obviously care about this. I mean, sure, who wouldn't care about a school shooting? But I look at them like... Well, let me see how bad it is. Like, that's to the level that we have these school shootings. Like, before I get really concerned, let me see how bad this one is. Is it Parkland? Is it uh, Columbine? Or is it just, you know, one? it's so sad that that's the way I am. And and I probably am not alone on that. I don't know, Deb Green. What, do, are you getting numb to the school shooting breaking news? I'm not getting numb to it, but it does seem like it's every day. There's like a different one. Yeah. yeah. Th- this today makes it a little different. Because today, this school shooting happened on Teacher Appreciation Day, which is what I was originally planning on talking about today. I don't know how in 2019 anyone wants to be a school teacher. You know, it's not like when me and Chuck and Longoria were in school. Sure, we had, you know, there were some idiots that we went to school with. But that was still kind of on the cusp of the age where teachers got apples on their desk. You know, I remember Richard Speck. Honest to God, that was his name. That is a... Um... A serial killer's name. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that sounds like a normal name compared to no, some No, that sounds people. like a serial killer. Yeah, no, it's a, there was a legit serial killer named Richard Speck, <laughs> and there was a kid in our school named Richard Speck. Anyway, he would bring the, uh, an apple for the teacher like every week or something, and we would give you know, teachers Valentine's Day cards, and our parents would give them presents, and they'd have these great parent-teacher meetings. Can you even do that now? I don't know. Like, I don't... I mean... God bless you people at teaching out there because teaching in 2019 is a lot more difficult than it is in 20, uh, in 1979 when I was in kindergarten, right? Simpler time. I can only imagine it was like in the fifties and sixties, baking cookies for the teacher. You know, you invite the teacher over for dinner to your house. Teachers have to deal with so much stuff these days with parents, with, um, unruly students, social media, just, I bless your hearts. If you still have the nerve to do, to be a school teacher in 2019, I don't know how you do it. It's a thankless job more now than ever. I mean, you get summers off. I guess that's pretty cool. Not that thing. But you need it as, as a teacher now. Oh, you yeah. need summers off to decompress from what you're dealing with throughout the year. School, like school shootings. I talked about Mr. Solano, my high school teacher that used to leave the class during tests for 22 minutes. I'll be back in 22 minutes, kids. <laughs> he can't do that now. Like, he, had, he didn't have to deal with school shootings. He didn't have to deal with uh, opioids. He didn't have to deal with 
uh, kids, I don't know, everything that teachers deal with today, parents that, that are, I mean, when I was in school, I hate to sound like such an old fart, but <laughs> when I was in school, back in my day, back in my day, snow, like parents foot. had respect for the teachers. Respect. My dad was the teacher's boss when I went to school. He was the business manager and superintendent of the schools. He still, he wrote their paychecks. But when it came to parent-teacher conferences, he deferred to them. Oh, Mark's being a jerk. Okay, well, well you know, oh, Mark is struck. Teacher, I can't, parents these days, and not you if you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Obviously, you're a great parent. You're, you're always in the right. I get that. But there are parents out there that hold their teacher accountable. Like, why is my son failing algebra? Well, he stinks at algebra, ma'am. <laughs> do you help him with it? Do you do his homework? Do you make sure his homework's done? The disconnect between parents and their, their kids these days is, is frightening. I just couldn't imagine ever wanting to be a teacher in 2019. And with the school shootings and, and, and such going on, there's going to be a huge teacher shortage. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Because you can make as much as a telemarketer than you can the, as being a teacher. And you don't have to deal with parents. You don't have to deal with shootings. You don't have to deal with social media angst. Just crazy. Like, if you're a teacher, my girlfriend's a teacher, full disclosure. Like, she can't vent on social media about what goes no. on at her job. She'd be fired. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No. So she vents to me. <laughs> and then you vent to us. And that No, I would never betray the, the sanctity of the plot <laughs> of who I am, yes. But I, I mean, on National Teacher Appreciation Day, I tip my hat to the teachers out there. God bless you. You're, you're literally the last line of defense from this country just crumbling into an abyss. And for, for all days to have another school shooting, Teacher Appreciation Day. Which, by the way, if you're a teacher, you can go to Arby's today and get a free sandwich. Oh, really? I don't know how they nice. check that. I just went and said I was a teacher and like, okay, here's your beef and cheddar. Really? No. No. Oh, I was I was th- I was thinking about it. The sign said free free sandwich for teachers. I mean, I guess today. they just Maybe don't I trust. like a teacher's badge or something. A teacher's yeah. badge. I don't know. Yeah. Does your girlfriend have a teacher's badge? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. That's it. I should have borrowed it. Uh, <laughs> you your your thoughts like on, on, on what it's like to be a school teacher in 2019. And if there are any teachers out there, I want to talk to you. How do you get up every morning and do this job in 2019? Because I tell you what, it was a lot uh, better received in 1979 than it is in 2019. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let me give you the latest. If you're just getting in the car, here's the latest on the school shooting from ABC Radio News. Uh, again, another school shooting, this one in Colorado. Seven students injured, two suspects in custody after a shooting at a charter school in suburban Denver. More from ABC's Alex Stone. There is a large group of parents at a nearby recreational center. Some are very emotional. Those who have reunited with their kids are hugging them. This is a scene that is known all too well. The parents in Colorado, nearby Arapahoe High School, had an active shooter in 2013. Of course, Columbine in 1999. Plus the Aurora movie theater shooting in 2012, not far away. Parents are worried and waiting for news. Rocco DeChak, who lives nearby STEM Academy, took one of the wounded students into his home and waited for an ambulance to transport him. He was conscious the whole time. He was able to talk and walk. Uh, We got him into the house, and uh, the 911 operator said, we need to wait there. It might take a while to uh, get an ambulance because there, there were multiple victims. President Trump has been briefed on the shooting. The White House is monitoring the situation. Daria Albinger. ABC News. Just becoming absolutely numb to that. And and again, teachers in, in 1979 didn't have to deal with this. 
They had to deal with a wisecracker in the back row named Mark Aram. Um, they didn't have to deal with school shootings and and all the, the angst that goes with being a teacher in 2019. Uh, Marco kicks us off in Lilburn. Marco, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What's up, buddy? Not much. Recovering from that food festival. Guys. It was good. It was good to see you at the uh, Taste of Alpharetta, yeah, my friend. Likewise. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> now, would you could uh, you but, ever be consider being a teacher in 2019, Marco? I know you're never leaving oh, the big rig, know, but uh, no, I mean exactly. I couldn't, but you know, I always wanted to be a cop when I was young, and and that's almost just as bad too. You know? Yeah, so, exactly right. So, it's got to be. I think much way. like police uh, officers, it has to be a calling now more than ever. You know, you have to yeah. you have to want to do nothing but that in order to get into that job. So so what and happened? The police academy height requirement? What happened? Why didn't you become a cop? Uh, I tried to go to school and um, and uh, yeah, I wasn't for the books. You know, I was. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, it didn't work out, and uh, but you know, I'm, I'm making double than I am a yeah, cop now. Exa- yeah, so. no, exactly right. So why be a teacher when when you can do you can be Marco, uh, drive a truck, and make twice as much. Make your own hours, all that good stuff. Ira's in Noonan. Ira, welcome to the show. How are you doing, Mark? What's up, Ira? Well, I think you're going to run out of teachers and bus drivers. That's another one. I'm going to put up with them to save my life. Are you a bus driver? Oh, no. I'm a construction worker. Oh, okay. Yeah, bus drivers are... I make are... more than teachers, too. We, we've talked about that because there was the, the uh, story a couple months ago where DeKalb... Uh, bus drivers were thinking about striking because they were making such low wages. And you think about it, you, you, you hand your children's safety to these people twice a day to take them to and from school. You'd want, you know, the best possible drivers there. But if you're offering minimum wage, you're going to get minimum wage. Um, so, yeah, another thankless job is being the bus driver. Although being the bus driver when I was in school is pretty hard, too. We, we'd save up all the energy from the class and take it out on the bus. Noogies, wedgies, paper airplanes. Every 80s uh, high school movie has a great bus scene in it. <laughs> that was basically what it was like. Jill Nelson was a, uh, a teacher in a former life. She's going to join us when we come back to talk about uh, the teaching profession. National Teacher Appreciation Day. And what do you know? Another school shooting. I don't know how you teachers do it. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Yet another school shooting, this one in Colorado again, this one following on Teacher Appreciation Day. I am growing numb to all these school shootings. It's a sad state of affairs, and I just don't know how anyone could be a teacher in 2019. Joining us from the WSB traffic team, she used to be a, a school teacher. Now she is in radio, uh, Jill Nelson. Jill, what, what made you get out of the teaching profession? Well, just to clarify, I was in radio at the same time I was teaching. Gotcha. I I taught for 12 years in Gwinnett and Fulton. And for me, it was um, the way that education's going now. It was all about proving you were teaching rather than actually teaching. The test scores. Show me the test scores. It was all about test scores. And did I have a word wall? And did I post the you know, the goal of the day on the board, like mm-hmm. that was more important to them than whether a student was actually learning. Did you find that compared to your childhood to to when you were <laughs> teaching, um, the lack of parental involvement in education was a big issue? Uh, yeah, they're far more involved now. Uh, really? To, to a 
to a bad degree though. Mm-hmm. Like they're they get overly involved. Okay. Uh, if something if their kid, I would call up a parent maybe to let them know their kid was failing or something like that, and they would say to me, "Well, what are you going to do about it?" Yeah. And I'd be like, "Well, I've pretty much well, done that's a, everything." But the I lack can of do. the involvement before that is what I'm saying. Like I remember oh, yeah. my my mom and dad helping me with my homework every night and making sure that I think yeah there was they had more time to do that. Yeah. You know, back in the day, now people are so so busy. The dual um, income household, and, and so you sort of depend on the internet for everything, and that's a, a a blessing and a curse, yeah. you know? Well, the school system's loss is uh, listeners' gains, especially <laughs> on the ride home. Uh, Jill Nelson, the traffic team, coming up with Triple Team Traffic in just a moment. When we come back, your calls on yet another school shooting, this one on a Teacher Appreciation Day. I really do appreciate you teachers now more than ever. How can you still be a teacher in 2019 with all that goes on? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. This is Josh Wolf, and even though he's a New York Giants fan, <laughs> go ahead and listen to the Mark Aram show. We are going to talk about some fun stuff later on. Johnny Kilbasa will join us with a faster review. Taisha Fernandez from Channel 2 will join us. And I got to tell you, remind me, Longoria, to tell me about the best practical joke I've ever heard. I'm oh, going to yeah, explain how that. we can do that. You're going to play you're going to play this joke on your spouses. Deb, Loti, and Longo, and okay. you're going to thank me. It's the greatest practical joke ever. But unfortunately, we start the show off with breaking news. Yet another school shooting, in, this one in Colorado, just outside of Denver. Uh, seven injured, two in custody. I, I'm in the business of news, and I'm, I'm really becoming numb to these. I get the push alert on my phone. I go, uh, another school shooting. You know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I'm like, oh, my God. Now it's like, oh, another one. Okay. And it happens on Teacher Appreciation Day, which which really boils my blood because I don't know how teachers. I come from a family of educators. My girlfriend's a teacher. I don't know how people can be teachers in 2019. It's certainly not as easy as it was 30 years ago when I was in school. 40 years, geez, at least 40 years ago when I was in kindergarten. Um, I think it's a calling, and much like this, Deb, I'm going to look to you being the resident Catholic of the Mark Aram Show. Okay. I mean Longoria is too, but you're like legit. Um, <laughs> The, the church is having the same thing, mm-hmm. having trouble getting priests and nuns because yes. it truly is a calling. Like you, if you want to be a priest or a nun, that's a calling. Right. You don't say maybe you don't, you're not a sophomore in college. Go, ah, man, I guess I'll be a priest. You know, yeah, like, you, you know, you know, early on. Um, and I think that's the way it's going to be with teachers. If, if it's not an extreme calling for you, you're not going to get into that business. Why deal with the headache, the stress? Of, of of everything. I mean, summer's off, off is great, but unless you truly believe it is your calling, I think we're going to have a huge teacher shortage coming up because who, who wants to deal with that? Absolutely. Who wants to deal with that? It, about the, the priests and teachers. So I grew up in a very Catholic uh, area of Northwest Connecticut, 90% Catholic in my mm-hmm. town. Um, and they are struggling now to get priests and nuns. And I think like the last three priests that were hired in my town are from Latin America. Probably, yeah. yeah. The majority of the ones that I deal with are from other countries yeah. as well. Yeah, Latin America and uh, Ireland, I think. was a, There was another one. Oh, okay. Like, there's there's very few... African for me. Oh, yeah? Yep, Cameroon That's... and, yeah. You know what? I was, uh, I was at a funeral earlier this year, and there was an African priest. I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. Because I grew up with, you know, just... The Italian priests in my town, and mm-hmm. it was—it's interesting to see that develop. But much like priests and nuns, my point is—it's—it's going to be—it's a, a calling to be a teacher these days in 2019. Where back in the day, it—you know—if you're a woman, 
you know, in the 50s and 60s, it was like, do you want to be a, a secretary? Oh, do you sure. want to be a teacher? It's a, a job that you could have done easily. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to type? You can be a secretary. Do you want to teach? With kids, exactly. you can show them things. Exactly. Yeah. But now, uh, I mean, there's so many other options to, to have it, especially with the unemployment rate so low. Like, who? why would you want to be a teacher in 2019? Charles is in Buford, Georgia. Charles, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. What's up, brother? Real quick. Retired police officer here, but my wife teaches college. She's got a PhD, teaches master's degree students. And every term, there's two or three parents that call her inquiring about her grown children's in, grade. In college? Master's degree, not undergrad. We're talking master's degree students. Oh, my. And their parents are calling. Emailing and calling. Oh, my. Calling her. Goodness gracious. All the time. Are you serious? Not kidding. I've seen the. I've heard the phone calls. It's ridiculous. That is. I mean, I was about to say it's probably easier being a college professor, but not if you're having to still deal with kids' parents. <laughs> These are the same parents that are involved in the Varsity Blues trial. Yeah, basically, yes. I, I would have. Uh, you know, if I had to be a teacher, gun to my head, I would say I'm just doing elementary school. Like I don't want to go any anywhere further than fifth grade, like middle school and high school, where kids could be really a hassle. Like, I might be able to handle kindergarten and first grade where the kids are still somewhat well-behaved. But uh, anything north of that, God bless your wife, Charles. Holy smokes, Longoria. <laughs> Master's degree program. <laughs> That's crazy. And you have your mom call the teacher. I would never. No, never, ever. My grandmother. Though. Your mom calls me all the time. <laughs> she does? Yeah. She's like, when when you give Longoria a raise. That's how she sounds? She sounds Asian. Wow. I don't know what that, <laughs> I I don't know, I don't know what that <laughs> accent was. Please give Longoria a raise. <laughs> she sounds like the Lemon I'm so, Pledge I'm girl. so bad at accents. That, that sounds yeah. like my mom right That's there. the Lemon Pledge lady. <laughs> Please give Longoria a Lemon Pledge. Tom joins us in Ackworth, Georgia. Tom, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, thanks, Mark. Hey, I've got a uh, got a theory on why this is happening. Okay. Uh, I was in school a long time before you, you know, when we walked both ways uphill in the snow. Exactly. Twice, you know, uh, but back in the day, there was a pecking order in school because they allowed young boys to, to, to throw down. They, they, they would, you know, just until it got out of hand, the little boys would fight, and there was a pecking order. It got the stress out. Today, if the boys fight, they go to, they go to jail. Instead of getting detention, let them have the the outlet that they're that they're the young kids need. See the way I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree. When I was a kid, you know, you had to dust up at, at recess, and that was over. You know, right? Exactly. Uh, but what what and I now think, you're and I'm pulling it all up, and then you, it blows up. But I'm certainly not a, an expert on school shootings, and I, I, I no. certainly I'm not smart enough to solve the problem. It's a problem I don't know how to how to solve it. I really don't. I wish I had the answer for you. Smarter people than me can't come up with the answer. But what what it seems to me with these school shootings, it's not, you know, well, two kids got into a fight. Remember, like Taisha yesterday, the two the two girls got in a fight and then they went to the house. Yeah. It, to me, most of these shootings are the the kids that are are getting picked on, the outsiders, the weaklings, the the people that the, that are socially don't fit in. Those people aren't going to pick fights. You know, they they Correct. they break they get the guns and they go crazy. So would a fist fight prevent that? I don't know. But these kids that are, are perpetrating these school shootings aren't the, the fist fight kind of people. They're the, you know, I'm going to go a black, wear a black trench coat and bring. These are know. the kids you never notice. Exactly. Exactly. So I understand your point. Yeah. I don't even know what the school policies are these days of, of fist fights in school. They were commonplace. 
back in James Dean's day, my day, and Longoria's day. We're going to cut back with more of your calls. Another school shooting, this one on Teacher Appreciation Day. How do the teachers out there, I'm talking to you, if you're a teacher listening, how can you be a teacher in 2019? What a stressful occupation. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Yet another school shooting, this one in Colorado, this one on Teacher Appreciation Day. Bless all the teachers out there in 2019. Tiffany joins us in Marietta. Tiffany, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you, What's Mark? going Thanks on, Tiff? having me on the show. My pleasure, buddy. Yes, I am a um, PE teacher, and I've been a teacher since 2000. And um, I'm an elementary PE teacher, and it's taken me a while to realize that the administrators in a lot of schools do not support their teachers. Um, back in 2005 or six, I had an elementary student who started running around smacking the other children in the class, cussing them out and just yelling and screaming. So when I sat everyone down and had a student go get an administrator, the administrator said, responded back to the student, I'm busy, have, um, you know, let tell the teacher to take care of it. So as the student got more vicious, I couldn't leave my kids unsupervised. I sent another student and they said, we're in a meeting. We won't be there right now. Finally, I had to take my students back into the building and stand out front of the office um, yelling for administration to wow. help that's before a, they came. I think there's failures, you know, in many links in the chain, for sure. Weak administration, not all administrators are weak, but that can certainly hurt things as well. Chef William joins us on the program. What's going on, Chef? Hey, how are you doing tonight? Excellent, brother. What's cooking? So my cousin has a master's in music education. She taught here in Georgia for five years, winning all kind of awards. The sixth year, she bought a student a piece of equipment to play at the school. They tried to have her fired. She sold everything, moved to Kenya, has been living there five years now teaching music. In Kenya? In Kenya. She used to build Habitat for Humanity. Wow. Homes in Kenya. What was the, vi- what was the violation for, Chef, what was the violation for buying the instrument? Were you just inappropriate? You're uh, not supposed to do another that? Par- another parent got upset because she didn't buy oh. one for everybody in the class. Good grief. Well, I'm glad she's doing well in uh, in Africa. That's pretty That's pretty cool. They have talk shows in Kenya? Long I'm sure they do. All right. If I can sleep till noon, I'll move there. Let's go. Uh, we're going to come back with more of your calls on the uh, Teacher Appreciation Day shooting in Denver. Taisha Fernandez from Channel 2 will join us as well. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Cal Penn, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. No, I want this town to be near you. Welcome back to the show and a good uh, Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. My whole family with me tonight. Deborah Green produces the program Longoria, the Stoic Escobo, on the other side of the takeout window. And then there's Low T. Low T. Uh, still to come, Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review and the greatest practical joke I've ever heard in my life. And I'm a... I'm a I've lived a long life. I've seen a lot of jokes, 
a lot of things, a lot of pranks you can pull. This is the greatest one I've ever, ever heard. I'll tell you that at 735. You don't want to miss it. Listen at home on the WSB radio app or on Amazon Alexa if you can't stay to your car till 735. It's worth it, folks. This is not hyperbole. This is a fantastic practical joke. It's a bold claim. You can play it on it your is. spouse, your coworker, whomever. It is fantastic. Am I going to get it punched at the end of this joke? It depends how you play it. Okay. It's well, possible. Because, you know, some of them are so good that <laughs> yeah. people just want to no, punch it. it's possible. Okay. That'll be on you. You sure. determine whether you're going to get punched or not. Okay. You can do the joke and not get punched. You can or do the joke do and get punched. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm. We're, we're going to go Depends back to the, the uh, National Teacher Appreciation Day and the school shooting in just a second. But I was talking about, uh, you know, being a teacher in 2019, it truly has to be a calling, like being a police officer or a priest or a nun. People don't get into these professions haphazardly. Firefighter is another profession that people ha- need a calling for. You don't just say, oh, yeah, maybe I'll just run into burning buildings. That has to be a calling. Joining us from Channel 2 Action News, our buddy Taisha Fernandez with a story about a firefighter that had the calling and a crazy set of circumstances. Taisha, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? Hey, Mark. This one is one I've been waiting for for so long. I'm, like, so excited to tell you about this story. So, okay, the bad part first. I had to work on Super Bowl weekend. I got called in to work on a Saturday and, of course, wasn't happy about that. Patriots were in the Super Bowl. My family was here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. So then I get a tip about a shooting in Buckhead in the parking lot. So I go and I get there and it's chaos. I mean, the the shooters were gone. The victim uh, had gone to the hospital already. His fiance was there. And then some other people were there. And come to find out, this fire captain who has been in public service for 31 years, he was with his girlfriend all weekend getting her hair and makeup done. They were about to go to the Cardi B uh, Bruno Mars concert, mm-hmm. and they get in the car, and he said he saw in his rear view, it's, it's like a movie, he said he saw in his rear view two guys putting hoods on their heads and cocking their guns. And he said it was he couldn't even think about what to do next before they had opened up their doors and said, give me your money, give me your jewelry, give me your phones. So they did, and when they opened up the middle console, they saw his fire captain badge. And they said, oh, he is a cop. And they fired a shot, which the fire captain thought went into the air because he said he didn't feel anything. But the bullet went into his arm, like near his shoulder, and it immediately uh, was numb. And he was uh, transported to the hospital, and at first it seemed like the injury wasn't that bad. They said, you know, he's going to make a full recovery. But then some other things happened, and he ended up flatlining twice, which means he died and was gone for seven minutes. And then they also had to resuscitate him after he had a stroke. And so he, had to, he was at the Shepherd Center because he couldn't move his, I believe, left arm and left leg. You'll have to watch my story tomorrow morning uh, to be exact, but he couldn't move certain limbs. And so it took him from that Saturday before the Super Bowl to literally – uh, a week ago to be able to walk and talk. And today he addressed his colleagues at um, the Atlanta Fire Rescue Foundation and just talked about his his, his time. And, and for me to watch it come full circle, for me to have to work that Saturday, watch, you know, watch the aftermath of it, and then to see him talk in front of all of his colleagues, it just really filled my heart with joy today. And you've got to watch this story tomorrow. This guy is tough as nails. But his story is incredible. 
Taisha Fernandez joining us from Channel 2 Action News. The story will be on tomorrow, Channel 2 Action News, this morning starting at 4.30 a.m. And you can see a really handsome traffic guy every 10 minutes as well. Um, so th- this guy was a firefighter for 31 years, survived fires, wound up getting shot and flatlining twice Super Bowl exactly. weekend in Bucket. That's yeah. unbelievable. Where did this happen, Taisha? I'm kind of familiar it with the Bucket right area. right there on, on Far Road and Grandview Avenue. So you know where that gas station is? They were in the yep. parking lot behind that gas station, on technically on Grandview. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't wait for the story it. tomorrow. That's that's unbelievable. Taisha, two days in a row, you're like becoming the uh, the fifth Beatle here. Put me on the payroll. Yeah, you're Put me on the payroll. You're the Wes Welker of the Mark Aram show. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Taisha, thank get some sleep. We gotta see you early in the morning, buddy. All right, cool. See you tomorrow. Thanks, All right, There you go. That's a crazy story, huh? That is. And the guy scary too. You know what's infuriating about that story? Like these 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 armed criminals take their stuff. The guy gives them his stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just happen to see his fireman badge and they say, Oh, we better shoot him then. Like what? There's no need to shoot him. No, you already got all, everything you, you wanted. Got everything you wanted. Get the hell out of there. So dumb. All right, I'm looking forward to that story. I'm glad he's okay. Uh, Jaime joins us in Marietta. Jaime, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Jaime here in Marietta, also known as Mesopolotudori. That's my Persian name. Oh, very nice. Yes, but my uh, I have an, I have an actual PhD in um, my bovine uh, mineralogy. And I have. Oh, hold on, hold on. You have your PhD in bovine what? My neurology. Bov- oh, BS. I got you. Okay. You've got a PhD in BS. All right. I got you. Go ahead, Jaime. But on the serious side, do you know what uh, old school shootings from Columbine to the latest one have in common? What's that, buddy? And nobody wants to talk about this. Violent video games. The very first one started with the, remember the, the Matrix? Those two guys uh, that dressed up like the Matrix in uh, Columbine? Columbine, yeah. Yeah, they were doing six, eight hours of that violent shoot them up video games to get sucked up into it. and So I is your theory that Miss Pac-Man back in 1982 did not cause violence, but these video games do? I don't know anybody who would go up to the school and hit somebody with a piece of pie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, what's what's interesting, so when I was a kid, and Longori was a kid, and, and probably Deb, I can, uh, you were probably a tomboy, right? You, you'd play out in the woods with the Yeah, the, I had an older brother. Yeah. yeah. So when we were kids, we would play army. You know, we'd we'd have I'd have the plastic army helmet and the fake gun. We'd go in the woods and we'd pretend play war. Mm-hmm. But you didn't see the the graphicness that I think Jaime's talking about in video games. I, I know there's been studies on this. I don't know if there's a correlation between. Oh, violence. there is. A, it's, it's, it's not only is in 3D, but you have the music, you have the sound, and you have you have the 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 almost i feel they are actually shed some somebody um feel about it yeah but before i go real quick where is that korean lady that's always talking korean uh in your show she's she's a she sounds really nice belinda uh is that who it is? <laughs> belinda she speaks she spanish she speaks she spanish my nephew needs a green card maybe she can help me out <laughs> oh, uh, you man. know what atlanta living uh sundays on wsp right saturday saturdays, saturdays at one <laughs> <laughs> Korean show. woman. I don't know. My favorite Korean woman yes. is Sunny from yeah. Ralph's Cleaners on Collier Road. Okay, does uh, does all my laundry. Fantastic lady. But she's never been on the show. She's never been on no. the show. No. Uh, Russ is in Gainesville. Russ has been on the Russ. show a number of times. Come here a I want to talk. To you. What's going on, Russell? How are you, my friend? Hey, buddy. I was going to tell you um, 
that uh, in 1990, in Cumming, Georgia, this boy, um, he took over to high school with a shotgun and a pistol. Whoa. And Yeah, and my wife was in there. And, um, she, well, she wasn't my wife then. She was my wife a year later. I was mm-hmm. still dating her then. Yeah. She was still in high school. But she was 18, and uh, he held everybody hostage all day. It had some pretty crazy demands, but I don't think he ever shot anybody, but it was a big thing. You know, all the parents were there, and FBI and everything. You know, they weren't sure what he was going to do. The biggest story when I was in high school wasn't a school shooting. It was a fight between the Monterios and the Kittles. That was the family. Sounds like a mafia. Yes, I know. Yeah, basically. So they were. This they, West Side Story? They were, they were the, the, like, the tough kids, like the tough families. And the Monterios were, were a Puerto Rican descent. The Kittles were African American. And there, it was it, West Side it Story. It was West Side much. Story, yeah, basically. And they, I remember they had a big brawl. These were big families. And they had a big brawl in front of the high school. Uh, I was a freshman. I was 13 years old. Like, I didn't, I was yeah, young, you know, and I didn't get involved in this fight. And it was, it was like out of a movie. Cause you had, you had, like, these were the two toughest families in town. Okay. And they were brawling. And there's like, 15 of them on each side. I could just see them like coming down the street. Yeah, it <laughs> in was taxis. It was unbelievable. Like I remember one uh one part was this the guy put him on one of the cars in the parking lot and was bashing his uh head into the the hood of the car. It was unbelievable. The police came. Well, I was going to say where were the parents and police? I was at school. The teachers were freaking out. Like they <laughs> they didn't know. I mean, like some of the teachers tried to break it up. Right, this was a but, melee, like, like yeah, a, a legit melee. 30 people. The other fight I remember is in in school was in front of my uh in front of our school, we had the pond, Bessie Pond it was called. B E S S E P O N D. That's how you spell pond. Okay. Anyway, you can check it out on <laughs> thank, Google Maps. Thank you. And it would freeze over in the winter, and people would ice skate on it. It was a nice, serenic little Connecticut pond right, for right. the school. But there was a fight again. This was this was Mexicans against Koreans. <laughs> okay. All right. Gosh. So the the I remember I don't I can't remember the 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 kids' names, but this is so vivid in my memory. There was it was a Mexican kid and a Korean kid fighting, and the Mexican kid. Had was they were down by the the edge of the pond, and he had the kid on the ground and like he was sitting on his chest. Okay. And he was take his thumbs and was pushing the kid's eyes. Oh, oh wow! Like wow. Deadwood. Like Deadwood. <laughs> like the oh. Deadwood he, fight. He, he didn't. Ri- ri- <laughs> right, but yeah, it was like, oh my god. Wow. I don't know. He was fighting dirty. Somebody. I haven't thought about that in twenty years. I don't know what Russ. You bring out the worst to me, man. <laughs> you bring out the worst to me. But I I always appreciate your calls, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, those are the two memorable fights. The Monterios and the Kittles, and the Mexican kid and the Korean kid. Sounds like the Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah. Crazy. All right, we're going to come back with more of your calls when we come back. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Chris joins us in Kennesaw. Chris, you okay, buddy? Hey, me? Yeah, Chris, you okay? Sorry, buddy. That's all right. What's going on? That last segment really ruined my 
perception of Connecticut. <laughs> well, I didn't grow up in nice Connecticut. I grew up in kind of weird Connecticut. So I had a picturesque, you know, kind of Pleasantville kind of idea about. Yeah, most of the most of the uh, state is, but not not my neck of the woods, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Well, listen, the uh, previous caller, who was that, Jaime? He sounds like a fun guy to hang out with. Jaime's a blast. But, but uh, he said that about the video games. I would say look in the medicine cabinet of these kids. That could that could be th- a factor as well. Yeah, and uh, I also want to say, you know, I'm 52 years old, and I grew up in DeKalb County. I went to the DeKalb County public school system, and I remember when I was in first grade, the seventh graders would bring their 22 rifles to school, put them in the locker, and after school they'd go squirrel hunting on the way home. See, I, got, I had it similar. The, I would, the kids would have the, the, the guns in the gun rack in their trucks. They wouldn't actually bring them in school. But I tell you what, a, a healthy portion of the male percentage of students when I was in high school always carried uh, knives, you know, buck knife, uh, any, you know, every, most of the dudes. I mean, it was a rural part of Connecticut, and they just they had knives on them in case they had to whittle something in the middle of uh, algebra or something like that. I don't remember anyone bringing guns into school, but they had the gun racks in the in the cars and the trucks out back for sure. When we come back, the greatest practical joke you will ever play, Longoria. Ever. Plus Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review and a Game of Thrones minute. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. This is Rosie Perez, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Keep packing the animals two by two. Ox, a camel, and a kangaroo. Pack them in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the dust, chip and ham. Tell them about God's master plan. Oh, my Welcome back to the show, 736, Mark Aram and the Bananas at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. What's coming up tomorrow on the show, Deb Green? Oh, Millennial Match Game. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Randy and... Uh, One of our promo team a girls. A promo team girl. So mm-hmm. Millennial Match Game tomorrow right at 6.08 here on WSB. In just a minute, I'm going to tell you about the greatest practical joke ever, but I want to make sure Jan gets a chance to speak on the show. Jan, welcome to the show. How are you, my dear? Good. How are you? Excellent. What can I do for you? Well, I just want to make a comment about the shooting situation and the pattern that I'm noticing. Yes, ma'am. So, um, you know, some of your callers mentioned about the um, video games and social media. I think the key there, the common thread, is isolation. Lack of social interaction? Yeah, Yeah. these types of activities. And, of course, isolation is just one factor, but... Those kind of activities, you know, cause a kid to be isolated. And when you when you're just reading social media or seeing things on the news, you tend to believe that stuff is reality when you don't have people to talk to to bounce yeah. it off of, and if you're not feeling socially accepted by others. So I, I just think that isolationism. I can see that. That's a, that's a that's a valid theory. I can see that. Again, I am definitely not smart enough to to give you a theory on why this is happening. I just know that I'm becoming numb to it. These school shooting. I don't have a solution, Longoria. I know you look to me for answers. I do every day. I'm like uh, Reverend Reverend Moon with the Moonies. Do you remember them back in the seventies? No. The cult, the Moonies. No. Yeah, you never heard of that? Yeah, they looked. They didn't have them in Mexico. They they would look <laughs> yeah, Reverend, Reverend Moon. 
would mm-hmm. would uh, he was the leader of this cult, and they would look to him for answers. And that's the yeah, way you look at me every I night. Do. Are you saying this show's a cult? In in the studio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not the that, listeners. The listeners just the watching people. the cultish yes. activity. <laughs> All right. Let me bring Johnny Kilbasa in. Don't start right. the fast food review, but I want yeah, Johnny what are we to doing hear. First? I want no, we're gonna I'm gonna tell you about this practical joke first. Oh, okay. What's up, Johnny? How are you, buddy? <laughs> All right. So this is the greatest practical joke I've ever heard. It was uh when I went out of town this weekend with Maya's best friend for her birthday, her and her boyfriend. The boyfriend did this to uh, his girlfriend. Oh, so, okay. I thought you meant your girlfriend's boyfriend. I was like, you? No, no. So a, a couple we know. Right. The guy did it to the girl. Okay. Take out. Do you guys have phones? Mm-hmm. Take your yes. phones out. Johnny, take out your flip phone. Go go to okay. uh, general settings, general, and then go to keyboard, and then go to text replacement. Okay. So basically, what that function does on your phone, and and you can do this with your spouse's phone, your coworker's phone. Don't steal your phone, but if you have access to it, do it. What the text replacement does, you enter in a word. Let's say Longoria. Let's say it's uh, nachos, okay? (laughs) Okay. You enter nachos, and you can basically change the autocorrect for nachos to anything you want. Oh, I gotcha. So, So he, like, this, his girlfriend loves pancakes. So he changed pancakes to blank sack, okay? Okay, okay. And he just did it quietly, put her phone down, blah, blah, blah. And she gets a text from a coworker, hey, we have a potluck on Wednesday. What are you bringing? And she's like, oh, I'm going to bring a griddle and make pancakes. But it autocorrects as she sends it to blank sack. Right. And then she sees it pop up. She goes, no, no, no. I meant pancakes. Boom. Sends it again. <laughs> sends it to, she's like, oh, and no. then she just writes pancakes again. Sends it again. So like blank sack, blank sack. Blank. <laughs> I fell off the, fu- off the chair laughing my tush off. The foot. Oh. So the key is here. Don't do anything to get your spouse fired. Right. But think about their favorite words. So I'm thinking like Longoria. If I was to do this to Longoria, I would change football to ballet Ooh. class. All right. <laughs> okay, okay. So I would rant. So that would so would autocorrect football. Anytime you typed football right. in a text message, it would autocorrect to ballet class. So I'm going over to Charlie's to go watch football, but yeah. we're going to have ballet class. <laughs> yeah. oh. what, what are you doing this weekend? You know, nothing but watching football, and then it autocorrects to ballet class or something <laughs> nice. like that. So so you could be cute like that. Right, Like, right. you don't have to get punched, Chuck. You could get punched. Yeah, I know. I I, I'm, I'm thinking the... of all the ways that yeah. this could go horribly wrong but for me But is that not this. the greatest thing ever? <laughs> Because you type real fast and and if and you oh, type nobody, out, oh yeah, nobody glances pancakes perfectly, and you hit send, and it as it sends, it changes to a bad word. Oh my god, that's funny, Deb. You seem to know. You, you nodded your head knowingly about this. I mean, I know that you can autocorrect words. Yeah, you can set stuff in. Yeah, I know that you could do that. What a diabolical bastard this guy was, though, to change it. And the funny thing is, to a coworker. What do you oh. bring to the potluck? <laughs> like, what are the chances of someone asking her that? <laughs> well, you got to pick a word that they like. No, right. Like, yeah. Her favorite but food is pancakes. That's just perfect. Yeah. So, like Johnny Why Kilbasa. Would he the flower sack, though. I don't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, anyway, you know. Yeah. What, I, I just think that's right. the funniest thing ever. Now, I can't do it to Maya because she she was there when she, they yeah, told yeah, us. Yeah, so, yeah. but if you have like a, I might do it to Frasca tomorrow. She, she leaves her phone und- unattended. And you know she's sleeping right now. So She is definitely sleeping yeah. right now. I'm trying to think what... She's a gardener. So I could change gardening to um, something. Or like what's something. her dog's name? Change her dog's name to something. So oh, she shadow. talks about Shadow. Yeah. So yeah. She, talks, she types in shadow. I'll so. change shadow to Jay Black. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get home and cuddle with Jay Black. <laughs> Jay Black was such a... 
was <laughs> Jay Black ate the food off the table. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. So, all right. Let me write that down because I'll forget. Um, Frasca's phone changing shadow to Jay Black. That will be awesome. Oh. <laughs> Frasca leaves her phone unattended in the traffic center all the time. So I can just do it real quick. Uh. Isn't that the greatest thing? All right. Let's do a fast review while we got Johnny K on the line. Yeah, yeah. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the fast food review. Hey. Joining us live on the greasy, salty hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight. Ooh, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever so popular fast food review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the taking. I'm covered with cheese. I aim to please. And you can have me in spicy. You can have me in bland. I don't care. Any day of the week, Mark. We do have some breaking news on the fast food arena. Where is Hector? Everyone loves those spicy nuggets at Wendy's. They disappeared, but maybe, Johnny K, they are coming back. Tell us about it, sir. Well, you know, since 2017, when Wendy's took their spicy nuggets off the menu, Mark, I've been going through notebook after notebook of paper and running through medium point blue pens like there's no tomorrow just on a letter writing campaign to get the spicy nuggets back. But you know what? I don't have much. I've got a little bit of pull, but I don't have much pull. But you know who has a lot of pull? Chance the Rapper. So I wrote thousands of letters about, hey, Chance the Rapper got involved, and he said, hey, Wendy's, why don't you bring back spicy chicken nuggets? And then all of a sudden – Spicy chicken nuggets are coming back to Wendy's. Rejoice, Atlanta. So Chance they the Rapper is the sole, like the, the main reason that Wendy's decided to bend to public pressure and bring the spicy nuggets back. Yep, and they, they put a tweet out and said, all right, America, if we can get 2 million likes on a spicy chicken tweet, we'll bring them back because that's what Chance the Rapper wanted, and they got 2.21 million likes on one tweet, and what do you know? So that that begs the question, Mark. What should we get Chance the Rapper to bring back next? To get Ooh, 2 million likes that's and a, bring back on the menu. Look, I love Johnny giving me a homework assignment. All right, I'll think about that. I'll think about that. That's a good question. What what fast food item do we want bra- back, brought back? I, t- I know what the number one listener audience uh, answer would be right now. The spicy chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A. People uh-huh. are dying for that thing to come back. I don't know why Chick-fil-A did it. They pulled it. I think it's just because... They want it to be extra special when they bring it back. Uh, but people people really miss the spicy chicken biscuit in the mornings. That That's probably what the listeners would want back more than anything else. Yeah, and I, I like the the spicy nuggets from Wendy's. They're, they're, they have a really poppable, unobtrusive nugget that you can eat really fast driving down the road. And the spicy chicken version was just spicy enough where it gave it a little zip, but not too much where it's going to distract you from what you're doing. Yeah. All right, good news, good breaking news. The, the uh, spicy chicken nuggets coming back to Wendy's. Good job, Wendy's. Well done. Uh, you ready to do a little Game of Thrones minute, buddy? Let me clear my throat. <laughs> All right. This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. The third final, uh, third to the final episode aired on Sunday. Uh, Johnny Cabasa was en route back from uh, Gay Paris yesterday, so we couldn't do the Game of Thrones minute. But he's here to recap uh, the final third episode of the Game of Thrones in under 60 seconds. So if you missed it, here's what happened on Sunday's Game of Thrones in 60 seconds. Marcus. Shame. 
Shame. Oh wait, wait. Do you want to do the whole? You want to do that whole? No, that was my no. fault. I'm sorry. Let's do that again. Do, sorry. Do the do the intro. I like the intro, Johnny. Marcus Traffic, born of House Aram, rightful heir to Neil Boards, protector of I-285, rightful king of the colonnade, Kalasar of the Great Asphalt Sea, the unslept, the unkempt, the breaker of wind. We who are about to die salute you. Shame. 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 Winterfell funeral pyres in the intro. Danny kisses dead Jorah. John gives the dead the Castle Black treatment. Rise, Gendry Baratheon, Lord of Storms End. We've defeated them, but we still have us to contend with. Tormund nominates John for king. Danny flashes jealousy. Sansa and the hounds speak of hounds and little birds. Lady of Storms End, it ain't me, baby. Jamie keeps the fire going with Brienne. Danny begs for secrets. John wants truth. Just like Ned, uh oh, let's split up, kids. We've won the Great War. Now we'll win the last war. John drops a Targaryen bomb on his siblings. I mean, cousins. Jamie's going to shack up with Brienne and Winterfell. Then Bronn shows up with a crossbow, gives a stiff jab, and makes deals till a few hundred people they make you a lord kill a few hundred thousand people they make you a king hey it's the aria hound roadshow chapter two hey Tyrion, want to hear a secret hey Tormund, will you watch my dog while i'm gone sam and giller having a baby john tarley southward ho uh-oh it's your on gray joy ambush and down goes ragal swim for your lives meanwhile in king's landing cersei and you're on circle the wagons meanwhile in dragonstone danny wants to rain fire in king's landing Tyrion and Varys turn a secret into information hey brianne cersei's hateful and so is jamie southward kingslayer back in king's landing Tyrion and kyber negotiate see you masande Ooh, danny shoots icicles from her eyes it's Dracarys. Time again. Shame. 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 Just two episodes left. I was okay with that last episode. I love the Starbucks cup in there. I think they did that on purpose. Um, I'm very excited for the final two episodes, Johnny. I don't know about you. I'm ready. I'm ready to get it over with. It's not that I don't want to watch it forever, but here we are. Let's just battle it out. I can't wait to find out how they end it. We can see the finish line. Johnny Kilbasa, we appreciate you as always. And... If the cholesterol in Winterfell's high, baby, so am I. Follow me on Twitter and listen to the Sausage Hut Podcast on any pod app or johnnykielbasa.com. All things Kielbasa on johnnykielbasa.com. Appreciate you, bruh. Hey, bruh. All right, we're going to come back. Final segment of the Mark Aram Show, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Final segment of the show. Good stuff today. Longo, Loti, and Deborah. Tavares joins us in Atlanta. Tavares, welcome to the show. Yes, thanks. How are you? What's going on, brother? All right. Yeah, I just had a quick comment concerning about the issue about the school shooting. Yes, sir. It, it, it goes back to what I think you mentioned. I think it was last week about how the kid during free time wanted to read his Bible. And he was... Uh, Basically told he wasn't able to do that. He's, he, you know, he's not allowed to do that. I guarantee and that goes, wasn't me that talked about that, but someone on the station might okay. have. Okay, I'm sorry. I heard it on the That's radio. All right. I'm sorry, but I thought it was you. No, no problem. But uh, yes, but it goes back to that to Jesus being rejected, the Prince of Peace. So if you reject peace, there's nothing left left but chaos and everything that follows. Never reject peace. Wise words from Tavares. Thank you, buddy. All right. All right. Never reject peace, Longoria. And never reject a piece of pie, Deb Green. I know you're a ficky eater, but if someone offers you a piece of pie, don't reject it. Depends on what Unless it is. Unless it's pecan pie, you can reject that. You don't like pecan pie? Oh, we went over this. It's gross. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably like give it feeling. to someone else, too. Mar- Marco from Lilburn brought me a slice of pecan pie he at uh, the Taste of Alpharetta. It was fantastic. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. Jim's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Six hey. callers ahead of us, Jimmy. What's going on, Jim? Hey, thanks a lot, Mark, for taking my call. My uh, real quick, I absolutely hate these ignorant people talking about gun violence. 
There is no such thing as gun violence any more than there is knife violence, hammer violence, or whatever. It's culture violence. And they and nobody wants to admit what has happened to our culture for our young people. And uh, I, I, too, grew up in a tough section in the coal mining section of the Appalachia. Uh, these kids from the hollers and everything, everybody carried knives. We did not have one knifing, one shooting, nothing when I was growing up. And what has changed? Not the guns, but the culture has changed. Well, the guns have changed a little bit. I understand your point. Yes, uh, I, I think, listen, there, there could be many factors on this. There could be many factors on this. Again, I'm not smart enough to come up with an answer. Stop looking at me, Longoria. I can't do it. <laughs> I can I tell you. To look at I you. can tell you what pie to eat yes. on Thanksgiving. Not pecan pie. Well, it depends. You stay in your lane. We appreciate. <laughs> yeah, it. exactly. I stay in my lane. <laughs> Let's do uh, star of the show. How about them apples? And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, she came on two nights in a row. I uh, didn't give Taisha Fernandez star of the show last night, so I'll give it to her tonight. Interesting story tomorrow on Channel 2 Action News starting at 4.30 a.m. In case you didn't know, that's also me on Channel 2 Action News. There's not two Mark Arams in this town. There's one. That would be weird. This banana that does the radio at night mm-hmm. and the professional-looking chap that does TV in the morning. <laughs> so uh, check me out tomorrow. Hey, so why'd you have me pull that cut? Why'd you have me pull that cut that we didn't use today? Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld. Oh! Yeah, I was going to do it with the spicy chicken nuggets. Mm. George likes his chicken, chicken spicy. spicy. Dag it, I totally forgot about that. George likes his chicken spicy. That's why we got the spicy chicken nuggets. <laughs> Thank you. Thank in. you, Longoria. Uh, right. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. George likes his chicken go spicy. To sleep. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.